Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. What is good, y'all? You got Keyshawn Johnson back from vacation, Freddie Coleman, and our Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Brother Keyshawn, welcome back from vacation. How was it? What's happening, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's been more than a minute since you and I, the last time we saw each other, we both went on vacation. You had your 50th birthday party, and I went on vacation. Yeah, that was, that was it felt like a month or two ago, so long ago. I think Alan Yates is still recovering. I'm recovering, though. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm good. Hurt. I'm still hurt. Yeah, you still hurt. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Rush, I, I think the Russians got Alan Yates. He was seeing, like, some kind of aliens and psychedelic colors ever since your birthday party. Me, <laughs> Rogers. <laughs> no, nah, we've been good, man. I didn't. I got tan, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, God. <laughs> what you mean, got, oh, God? Got, got I was little, already dark got, before I, was I left. Say, I was going to say, you got a no, little bit more burn. I was already dark before I left. I know. And then I got darker, but it, it was more of a, it was like a reddish dark. Uh-huh. And so if uh-huh. I took off my sweatshirt, okay. I look like a snake. I'm just shedding all over the place because I'm peeling from all the sun. That's all. Ain't you know. <laughs> a brother can get tan. No, you said you got dark. That's what you said. Not yeah. tan. Dark. There's a difference. Dark, now. tan. I was a little red. Whatever you want to call okay. it. It had a little glow to it, man. Yes, yes you did. Yes, you, you know, do. Apparently, fun, you still though. do. It was fun. What's the, what's the best vacation spot you've never been to? Real quick. Never been to? That you've never been to. You had a, a vacation spot oh, so you've never been to. There's a lot to. of places I've never been because it's too far to travel to. But okay. Outside of that, Freddie, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've been to a lot of good places. I okay. don't know one that I haven't been to that I've been like, oh, I got to go to this place. Right. You know, most of the stuff is just far. Like, I'm not going to the Maldives, man. It's just too far. Okay. Even though I really want to go there, sure, I can just drive up the street to Malibu. I get the same thing. Close my eyes. I'm everywhere. Yeah, that's nah, I've had the same the same issue for me. That's why I never go to the Maldives. It's just too far. It's too far for Philadelphia and Bristol, reason. Connecticut, Pat. There's that's no what other it is. reason. Key's a lot closer to the Maldives than we are, but it's too far for him. It's far, man. It's like two days to get there. I'm good, Freddie, but <laughs> vacation was good. I yeah, had an man. opportunity good. to pay attention to everything that was still going on, even though I wasn't working. I was uh-huh. looking and following the Kevin Durant, Boston Celtic drama. I was <laughs> yeah. following that. Yes, the Doc were. Rivers, uh, uh, Doc Rivers, uh, Philadelphia drama. I got a chance to see the Baker Mayfield trade and mm-hmm. whatnot and right. what Sam Darnold is doing. I paid attention to Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to look at the Raiders play a little bit in their preseason game. Okay. So I got you. a chance to see Hall of Fame speeches. So I was paying attention. I've been paying attention to my Dodgers. I obviously, sure. um, you know, hit home and hit hard when we lost my man Vin, mm-hmm. Vin Scully the other day. And so – you know, I had a chance to to just kind of reflect on some of those memories as a kid growing up and watching my mom and in her transponder and the radio and the long antenna and and turning down the, the black and white television to listen to him on the radio. So right. I got a chance to you know visit yeah. some, have some of those memories. So things have I guess been good to a degree, and you know you you try to share certain memories, but I've been 
I've been blessed. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Vince Scully because when you weren't here on the show on Friday, of course, and I had a chance to wear my T-shirt with the microphone and Vin in the middle of it because that was my tribute to him. As somebody growing up in the West Coast, I can't even imagine what that's like because I know what it's like in the New York side, for example, as a Mets fan, when you lost to Bob Murphy or Lindsey Nelson or Ralph Kiner, that was so synonymous with my childhood. I can't even imagine something like that being that seismic with someone like you growing up as an L.A. kid and Vin Scully was basically a soundtrack to your life. Absolutely a soundtrack, Freddie. I think when you think about certain games growing up as a kid in, in, in being at home and watching them on television or in the car or listening to them at home, remind you, think about this, at home the game, for instance, may have not been on television, but mm-hmm. the game was on radio. And so, you yeah. know, my mom's, not only my mother, I ain't going to blame it on her because God rest her soul. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Leave mom out of that. Come on Yeah, now. I ain't going to blame my mother. But <laughs> the, the radio as a kid, though, it was just something that I always – I don't know. I wanted to get in. I think even though this is different than what he did, sure. it's still broadcasting. And he, between him and Chick Hearns, it was one of the things that kind of steered me toward wanting to get into this space mm-hmm. when my career was over with. Okay. Because I had a chance to w- listen to uh, Vince Scully and Jerry Doggett and Ross Porter growing up. I mean, that was like gold, right? And right. then when you had an opportunity to – go to the games and you would sit in the stands and everybody had to transpond the radios and they're listening to them. I remember um, when they first started this inner squad started deal with the NL and the AL, the, the Yankees played the Dodgers and I took my mom prior to her passing, you know, she a couple years prior to her passing, mm-hmm. we went to the Yankees uh, Dodger game. So I get, I wow. spent all this money for these seats, right? Yeah. Right over the Yankees dug out the whole deal. You know, you got the Jeters, you got all that. My mom had the 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 uh, the the, uh, the blue starter Dodger jacket on. Uh-huh. She broke out a radio. I said, "Mommy, <laughs> Good what for are her, you though. doing?" Good for her though. Like, "Mommy, come on now. We don't do this no more." But you know, moms, you know how she tell "Boy, yep. be quiet. Shut up. Don't leave me alone." Good for her. She done broke out the radio. That <laughs> was that's fantastic. <laughs> Oh, it was, but she wanted to listen to Vince Scully. She didn't want to, you know, she didn't want to be at the game and not hear the broadcast. And she was the funniest person ever when mm. it came to this. I mean, we, the games can be on national television, and somehow my mother would find a way Vin to was listen to it on radio. Yeah, Vin was her man, and she said, look, if I'm going to be at a Dodgers game in the building at Chavez Ravine, I need my man with me when it comes to Vince Scully. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned the Dodgers. They swept the San Diego Padres over the weekend. My Mets took five to five in the Atlanta Braves. We're both feeling good about our baseball teams. And here, Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Now, the Padres said they're not concerned. I think when you get swept by somebody, even in August, you should be concerned you're trying to get to that level. But you had a problem. A little birdie told me, Charmaine Nameless, Pat Costello, that you had a problem – last night with the game involving the Padres and the Dodgers? Well, look, it's not – It's not. I want to be clear. Mm-hmm. It's not about ESPN. Yep. It's not what they did. I love the fact that we are trying to create content and and put it out there for the fans to get them interested in Major League Baseball. I guess being an athlete, 
I look at it and I say to myself, you know, I'm watching a game and Juan Soto's out in the outfield or whatever, and they're talking to Juan. The broadcaster's communicating live with Juan Soto. This isn't in the dugout. This is in the field. Mm-hmm. So this is the the first time because I didn't watch the I didn't watch the Major League Baseball All Star game. I mean, I just wasn't into it. And you're not the only one. And so this is the first time I really because it's the Dodgers and the Padres and. The Padres came to town. Obviously, you mentioned the sweep, the whole deal. And we just pulled it over on them, right? And they talking to Juan Soto in the outfield. First of all, I'm out 3-0. I'm getting ready to get the broom brought out. I'm not talking to nobody as a player. So I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, why is Juan Soto, or why is Major League Baseball in the middle of an inning communicating, the broadcast team communicating with a player out in the field? It would be such a distraction as far as I'm concerned as a player mm-hmm. to even be mic'd up like that. It's different when you're mic'd up in football than you – because I'm not communicating with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I'm not having that conversation in the middle of running a route. Okay. This is in the middle yes. of a stretch. The pitcher's at the rubber. He's in a stretch. He <laughs> delivers the ball, and we're having a conversation. Well, for, for, for those who missed it, this is what that sound of a Keyshawn was talking about that he said he would not have wanted to have been a part of trying to play a game when he was an athlete. his 14th home run of the year and the Dodgers lead it one to nothing that was John See, that's Schiffer. the that's the that's a different clip though right that's a home run by Bellinger it clearly it didn't affect anything that, that Juan needed to do but throughout the course of that inning at that particular time uh-huh. he was communicating doing pitches with the broadcast team and I'm sitting there as a former athlete I'm like I, my concentration would just be mm-hmm. so thrown off because I'm. What if I'm trying to hear what they're saying, but yet and still I'm trying to concentrate on what's going on? It just makes my job even more difficult. And now I'm put in a situation where if I do something wrong, they hit the ball to me, and all of a sudden I stumble up or anything happens. Imagine the the type of criticism I would get as a player. Well, I get it, but football and baseball are different disciplines because you're running routes, you're trying to read the defense. Not saying that Soto's job is less difficult than yours, but there's a lot more there's a lot more standing around that you can allow those things to happen in Major League Baseball. And I go back to the first time I heard about. But this. all it takes, but see, but see, Freddie. Okay. All it takes, and I don't know. You, did you play baseball growing up? I played baseball, basketball, football growing up. Yeah. yeah. So I got to get a jump when I'm in the field. The ball is hit. I need to get a jump, right? I need to be able to track it. And get a jump immediately. So if I if I'm just a second off, just a little bit, if I hesitate just a little bit, I could be in trouble. That's my I guess that's I my it. pet peeve. Yeah, I get it. And it, I, I mean I know where you're coming from because athletes having that focus, you guys are just different when it comes to being above planet Earth. What I mean in terms of your athletic ability and your skill level and your focus level, but more than ever before in 21st century sports and entertainment. Those kind of things to bring the younger fans in are going to be. I get it. I know you do. I I know you do. I get bringing in the fan base. I get it. (laughs) I get it. I get it. I'm just glad I was not a part of that. Exactly. Here are Keyshawn. They would have never got me on the mic.
No, although that would have been highly entertaining. You trying to run around Joe Buck and Troy Aikman in your ear, that would have been highly entertaining. That would have gone viral just to see, guys, you leave me alone. I'm trying to run around here. I don't need you in my ear. That would have been entertaining if that had a chance to happen during your NFL career. Speaking of NFL, we're going to use the words no chance when it comes to these two quarterbacks in the NFL. That's after this from FanDuel. Start the second half of the baseball season the right way and not having guys in your ear trying to play a game, but turn case into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up using promo code PLAY. Place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in match bets if you don't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code PLAY to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie coming in for J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. And ESPN2 presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up anytime you want at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I'm going to throw this out there, and I guarantee you, Keyshawn is going to get his nose turned sideways just because he's been hot in the sky. Aaron Donald. All right, here we go. We yeah. get ready to talk about your, uh, and, uh, That's right. Aaron dive, Donald. <laughs> dive right into football at the top. Sure, right now. Do you want me not to? I mean, football no, seems right around the corner. I can dive into baseball if you want. Actually, no, football season already started. Preseason there you go. already happened. So why would we not dive into football your first day back from vacation? Why would we not do that? Nothing to say. I'm not going to answer you. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I know you wanted to say so. I could see the smoke coming out of your I'm, I'm just going to let you do your job. Okay, well, I am doing my job, just hanging out with you from that standpoint. Aaron Donald of the Los Angeles Rams said on Inside Rams Camp about this quarterback. He's a big guy. He's a tough guy. He's athletic. 
in my opinion, he's like a futuristic Big Ben. A little bit more athletic, can move a little bit better. But he's a guy that ain't going to go down easy, so you got to come with your big boy pads when you get to wrap him up, end quote. Aaron Donald was talking about Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. Both of those two teams open up the NFL season. That's going to happen about four and a half weeks from now on their Thursday night to kick off the NFL season. Keyshawn, not saying you've been cool on Josh Allen. You just want to see him win in terms of a championship with all this hype that's going to be around him, especially many people believe the Buffalo Bills are the team to beat in the AFC. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with uh, what AD said, what Aaron Donald said about uh, – Josh Allen, very similar to Ben Roethlisberger, more athletic and move around better. There's no question about those sort of things. My my pet peeve is with the hype around the Buffalo Bills, and Brandon Bean is one of my closest general manager friends in the National Football League, and I've had conversations about him. Mm-hmm. Slow it down, and it ain't, it's not him, but it's all the, the 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 hype behind it. With outside of the New England Patriots coming into a season. And I mean the New England Patriots with the Tom Brady and the Bill Belichick era that they ran off all those Super Bowls and, and, and won those divisions in the AFC East. Outside of that, there hasn't really been a team that has gone from wire to wire in, in a year, in a single year. It's always somebody new. So when you talk about the Buffalo Bills being the hype machine of the 2022 season, it's a little bit different. from. I'm like, eh, let's just see what happens. Before we start giving them the Super Bowl next year, oh, they already got the hotel reservations made in Arizona. <laughs> Slow it down, not so fast. I get it. It wasn't Josh Allen's fault that they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. It wasn't. He wasn't playing defense. He let him down and, and, and took the lead and all. I get all of that. That was fine. There's nothing wrong with that. My whole thing is, slow it down. Don't start acting as though. Buffalo is getting ready to defend the Super Bowl title from a year ago. And I think a lot of people out there in the media in particular, because they like Josh Allen, Mm -hmm. they like the Buffalo Bills, and you know how that goes. They want to ride the wave. Mm -hmm. They might get it wrong. That's my only thing is you just might might get it wrong. I'll throw this question at you. How much of the hype you're talking about with the Buffalo Bills? Because I can't wait to see not just Josh Allen, but I can't wait to see how they handle being the hunted. We're used to them being the hunter. But Man. I want to see how they handle being the hunter. I wonder how much of this is a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fatigue that people want to see somebody or another team that's different that can be a Super Bowl team out of the AFC. Well, they saw – look, you know how you say you can rewind something and do all of those. If you rewind it, the Buffalo Bills should have won the game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's be honest with each other. They should have won the football game. And I think that is where – a lot of the Bills' love comes from. They didn't beat Kansas City. They should have beaten Kansas City. They beat them in all phases of the game for the most part. You know, and so my whole thing is when you look at those first eight games of the 2022 season that the Buffalo Bills have to play, man, they can they, – come on now. Going to the Rams on a Thursday night is not going to be easy. No. The Tennessee Titans, I don't care what we think about them on a Monday night, it's not going to be easy. We have no idea what the Dolphins are going to look like. We do know if the Ravens get Lamar Jackson underneath that center in week four, that's going to be crazy. We do know the Steelers are coming to play. We saw Kansas City beat them, even though they probably shouldn't have beat them. We do understand that Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers regardless. So it's like those first eight games, what if they go four and four? Mm. What if they they split it right down the middle, four Mm. and four? But what if they go three and five? 
Oh, no, I know. What if they go five and three? I get it. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I get all that. But well, what if they go undefeated? I understand that. But when you look at that first eight weeks of the season. Not easy. That ain't easy. It's not easy. I like the fact that I don't mind the Buffalo Bills getting You know, that Pittsburgh high. did beat them last year in opening day. Well, Pittsburgh, that was opening day, and those teams were a lot different by week five, much less Okay, that's one. cool. Yeah. And Regardless, it, that, that they still Pitt- beat them. Yeah, but that was more Pittsburgh to me. Buffalo lost that game more than Pittsburgh won it. Doesn't matter. They, they both was on the field. They both was between the white lines. One won, one lost. Okay, they I were 11-6. Yeah. They were 11-6 football. This is not like the Buffalo Bills were 17-0. and They were an 11-6 team, and it took them to beat the New England Patriots a second time to pull away in the division. Yeah, That's not, all I'm yeah, saying. They I'm just laying the, out the facts. Right. You, the facts are there, no doubt, from last year. I don't look. I don't make the news. I just report the news. I, I, I completely understand that here at Keyshawn J. Will and Max and ESPN Radio and ESPN2. But I understand why the Buffalo Bills feel and why the hype is there. To me, they've earned the hype. I know you're, you're – I'm not saying you're wrong, Keyshawn, in terms of they haven't won a championship, it's too much hype, slow it down. The Buffalo Bills know this more than ever before. The NFL is a second-by-second league. You could be a hype machine and people are talking about you, you feel you're contending, and then two years from now we could be having a whole different conversation. The Buffalo Bills didn't win, and they may be rebuilding again behind their quarterback, Josh Allen. So I know why they're falling. I know why a lot of people are falling victim to the hype because you could be today's news one year, and then two years from now you're rebuilding in a division, rebuilding in the NFL. That's why the hype machine has been with the Buffalo Bills, and I think for two reasons. Number one, because of Chiefs fatigue in the AFC. And number two, we don't know what the NFL looks like year by year, second by second, because things can change just like that. No, and, and, it's, and, and look, I think Brandon Bean and, and, and company has done a tremendous job of building this roster and building this team. They've done everything year in and year out of going to get what they felt they needed. Whatever little hole it was, whether it was all of a sudden they're going to get Von Miller to pair up to bring some more pass rush, or whether it was bringing in Diggs to help Allen grow. I think a lot of people are, are, are dis, not, I, I think they are missing on the fact that Brian Dable is no longer there. Mm-hmm. That is a big. huge, huge situation that could go on in Buffalo. And I know they're like, oh, it's Josh Allen. I'm telling you, man, he is the guy who got Josh Allen to where Josh Allen is. No doubt. Now, all of a sudden, you have somebody else in the game calling a play. The flow of the game is different. You know, Ken Dorsey is calling something different at this moment in time. Let me tell you, Freddie, when I played, I could think just like every coach that we had on the staff. I could think like a quarterback. I knew what we were getting ready to do two plays beforehand. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, because I had the same person. I knew what Charlie Weiss was thinking and Dan Henning was thinking and Todd Haley and Sean Payton. I knew what we were thinking immediately. I knew what Coach Dungy was thinking. Will that be the case with Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey? Will Ken Dorsey understand it's third and five, we need to do this because Brian Dable certainly understood that? Or will Ken Dorsey try to make a name for himself because he wants to become a head coach at some point in time, so he has to show something different, and that could be a mistake. That's, that's all fair. I try to yeah, point out. That's but fair. you know, you know how it is, man. When you start yeah. spitting facts, everybody <laughs> think that you hating on somebody. Yeah, you know why? Because the Buffalo Bills have not won a world championship, and this is the close they've been to world championships. They had the four falls of Buffalo back in the 1990s. They don't want guys like you, a former Jet player in that division. I don't care about that, though. I know you don't care about it, but Bills fans do. 
Fans eh, and teams. I don't care about the Bills. I know you don't care about the Bills, but their fans, different deal, especially when their team has not won and has not won a championship. They don't want anybody named Keyshawn Johnson raining on their potential Super Bowl parade. They don't want you to I, I had somebody do a vacation <laughs> call me a hater. He was, you Ooh. know, he called, it was somebody we were hanging out or whatever. I was at the, uh-huh. the I was at the bar. Let's put it Okay, I, I was wondering where you were. <laughs> I was wondering and, where you and, were. <laughs> and, you know, we were just talking. They, You know, obviously they want to talk football or whatnot. Sure. And they was asking me why I'm always hating on the Bills. I'm like, how am I hating? Okay, the Bills are going to be great. They're going to win 10 Super Bowls over the next 10 years. Is that what you want me to say? Yeah, you Now you like me. But because I said I don't know about them, you don't like me. Exactly. You know how fans are. They hear what yeah. the hell they want to hear. Right. Welcome to my world. Thank you. About time you showed up into my world. When it comes to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, he's Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. We'll get to the hot or not when it comes to Matthew Stafford's elbow with the with the Los Angeles Rams, excuse me, and the where oh well will Odell Beckham Jr. play this year. That's how the Keyshawn has this from O'Reilly. Yeah, I probably should have read this before, but that's okay. <laughs> Protect your vehicle's engine with Syntec and O'Reilly's Auto Parts. Syntec Premium with full Syntec, uh, synthetic. I'm sorry. See, this is why I should have read it. Full synthetic motor oil is formulated for today's engines. Heat and friction and reduce wear. Right now, get five quarts of Syntec full synthetic and microguard select filter for just thirty three ninety nine. That's thirty three ninety nine. Try Syntec today exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Well, they believe in Justin Fields at quarterback. 
Does anybody else on that team make them a believer that it cannot be a bad season for the Chicago Bears? With Keyshawn Johnson and Freddie Coleman on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Let's bring in FL West, friend of the show, Courtney Cronin. Does a great job as an ESPN radio host and an ESPN Bears reporter. Hit her on Twitter, Courtney R. Cronin. Now, before we get to Justin Fields, Courtney, we got starting to kill Harry. Wide receiver, was a bust with the Patriots. They bring him to the Chicago Bears, hoping to revamp his, revitalize his career. But he has another injury. What has been the reaction to that in Chicago? Yeah, I mean, there's legitimate concerns, Freddie, over the depth at wide receiver because after Saturday's practice, you're looking around and realizing Harry goes down, which happened during the first snap, the first play of team period that (laughs) morning where a a screen pass goes his way. And he gets wrapped up. I was getting tackled by Nicholas Morrow, who's a new linebacker on that team. And it looked like he got him in the left ankle because I was watching pretty closely. He couldn't bear any weight on that ankle. So you knew right then when he had to be helped off the field by teammates and trainers and back into the building, it probably wasn't a good sign. So Harry goes down. Byron Pringle has a quad injury is what Matt Eberflus told us because he's not somebody who discloses like what injuries are unless they're more than day to day. So this one sounds like it's going to keep him out some time, but they're not too worried. It could linger into the regular season, but I would not imagine we see him out there for the first preseason game, which is coming up this weekend against Kansas city. And it could even take longer than that. And then Velas Jones jr. Their rookie third rounder who very much is in line for a number two or number three role was not practicing yesterday and he did not practice uh, Saturday or Friday as well. So that's a couple, that's a couple practices right there. I uh, actually rather it was two practices for Jones, but nonetheless, like you, you get what I mean. Like there's some depth <laughs> issues because it's Darnell Mooney. And then who after that, uh, as you're trying to like sort out this depth chart, which is a position of need for Justin Fields, having guys to throw to. And it's also a position that has a lot of question marks because you kind of thought you had your in mind at least who was two, three, and then kind of that fourth guy. And if they keep like five or six, some of those guys are going to have to have special teams capabilities too. But now it, it, the depth chart looks pretty thin at wide receiver behind Mooney, uh, Equinemius, St. Brown, and Tajay Sharp. See, I feel like that it was already thin with them dudes even on the depth chart. <laughs> I mean, Mooney's the only guy that, you know – Equinemia St. Brown, okay, whatever. That's a, a uniform. And, and, and Pringle, mm-hmm. I know when you look at him in Kansas City, you think you got something special there. But I think it, as a whole, they really didn't do Justin Fields any favors at all this year in the offseason or in the draft, as far as I'm concerned, acquiring any skill position players to surround him with. And that's okay because this team is so far from being competitive within the division. Uh, Courtney, how uh, – How does Justin look so far in training camp? Yeah, and and to your point, your first point, Kimi, I agree with you. I think that there were many other ways that they could have tried to upgrade the wide receiver spot. They had money to spend. They still do have quite a bit of space with their salary cap. But they're adamant that they want to do this thing from, like, the ground up, not make any sort of moves that would – kind of give you the impression of, oh, okay, maybe we are better than we think we are. We can contend because we have a couple more players. But that's just not going to be the case this year with this team. They had so many talent deficiencies across the board. Um, but as it pertains to fields, he's had good moments and he's had bad ones. And, I mean, even like last week, they do a lot of like situational football, these uh, play-its periods, which is basically just like a move-the-ball drill where – 
there's there's a situation on the clock and it, it's unscripted and they just go. Like there were days last week where I think it was Monday's um, two minute period. They couldn't move the ball. Like the offense completed one pass oh, and then they went one way down the field, went three and out, went the other way down the field, went three and out. So that obviously didn't feel good for them leaving the field that way. And then, you know, two days later, they had, there was a 10 play 55 yard drive that would have been dead if, um, if uh, Equinemius St. Brown's fumble uh, did it, if it counted like in a real game, but it shows you at least they can move the ball. Um, they got to hold on to it too. And we got to, to see a little bit more of the Moody fields connection at the end there. It was 10 play 55 yard drive that capped off with a touchdown. I say all that to say, like, it is such a work in progress. And I think they all are saying the exact same things. They're all saying the right things, but at some point, work in progress isn't going to cut it. Like, that excuse is not going to be valid come three weeks from now where you're trying to get ready for San Francisco week one, and if your depth chart at wide receiver looks like it does right now, that's a big big problem. And then if the offense isn't able to function – the way that it expects to, especially with the pass game, that's going to be a function. So realistically, they're going to be leaning heavily on David Montgomery and, and Khalil Herbert, Treston Ebner, their new running back they got out of out of Baylor. Like I think that this is going to be a team that, in order to protect the quarterback, in order to aid in his development, where so much is not going to be on him, this could be a team that runs the ball 20, 25 times a game. So, Courtney, you know, obviously I played in the league and, and you've covered this thing for a long time in sports and things of that nature. Do they – and so when I go to a training camp or I go somewhere where there's a new head coach, one of the first things I, I look for, I, I don't look at the players or what they have. I look to see if it's right. Does it look right? And I want to ask you, does the Chicago Bears – do they look right? Do they look like a professional team? Do they look like they know how to get lined up? Do they look like they know how to go from one drill to the next drill without the coaches screaming and hollering for the fans? Like, do they look like a real football team, even though they may not have the talent? But do they just look right? I think they're getting there. Like, the whole thing about culture, which kind of leads in the whole Tevin Jenkins situation, which I'm sure we'll get to, um, like, they've – Dating back to the spring, and they had that OTA practice taken away because it was deemed too physical. Like, there have been some missteps along the way for this group becoming an NFL football team. So, I would say, I mean, the intensity level is there. Like, with the last couple of days, like when they were in pads and Saturday was 95 degrees out, like, it was a tough practice. And like the intensity level of like going from drill to drill, knowing like where they need to be having coaches know how to coach the drills. I mean, that was what the whole off season program was spent about on just making sure that coaches knew what the head coach wanted too. because I think sometimes, and this is not a knock on Matt Eberflus, but you come in with all of these acronyms and, you know, the hits principles and all that stuff. And this is somebody who has a college background. Professional football players don't always buy into that. And, I think he's actually done a really fine job getting guys to buy into it so far because he's such a young team. I mean, yeah, you can point to the handful of veteran players who have been here and who have, you know, been a part of what the old regime was like and what this new regime is like, guys like Robert Quinn. But you have more Jalen Johnsons on the roster than you do a 12-year NFL veteran like Robert Quinn. So I think getting guys to buy into what Eberflus is selling in terms of if you're going to make a mistake, make it at 100 miles an hour. I know how cliche that sounds, but it does kind of feel like they're buying into it 
but that it's creating a sense of urgency that that hasn't been there before, um, especially an urgency to win because they've had so much turnover and it's all new and they're going like a complete different direction in terms of the way they're trying to build the culture there, which then like extends out onto, okay, what does this team actually look like on the football field? I mean, yeah, guys have been, I, Luke Getty screamed at a group of receivers the other day because they were like lined up on the wrong side of the hash in a bunch formation, things like that happens training camp, but you know, now that they're out of the install phase, like that ended. So now okay, you, you know the plays. It's all on your iPad. Like, can you master that? And can you go out and execute it, even if you don't have the highest level of talent? I think that that will be the most telling part through, like, I guess we're in, like, the third week of training camp going into this first preseason game. Courtney Cronin, ESPN Bears reporter, ESPN radio host, join us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Courtney, you mentioned Jenkins, the big tackle. Uh, they're moving him from left to right, maybe even guard. Who knows? He's had some reports that have been out there that he's had some issues clearly with the coaching staff. Is he one of the guys on the board that the coaches kind of want to, I don't know, I don't want to say run out the building, but kind of put in a position where everybody else is taking a look at him and saying, you know what, they're on him so hard that they're willing to do whatever it takes to try to win. Is he that guy? Is he the poster child for we going to show you or to show you the highway? Yeah, um, it's interesting because what what coaches have been saying, like, I think a lot of this is read between the lines and also talk to people who aren't speaking publicly about it because when they put Jenkins up there the other day, I felt sorry for him because it felt like a hostage situation, like a blink twice if you actually, like, believe anything that you're talking about right now. I want to be with the Chicago Bears. The organization that drafted me will actually know it was – the previous regime that took you at 39 that thought you were going to be a franchise left tackle and you're already relegated to a swing tackle role right now. And I know he got some backup reps at right tackle yesterday. I think with Tevin Jenkins, and I know he really wanted to address that there's reports out there about him clashing with coaches. That's fine. Um, he, he can say all he wants right now. They can say all he wants right now. I would not be surprised if he does get to play in – a considerable amount in some of the early preseason games because that could drive up the price for what teams that would be needing a potential swing tackle, somebody that they want to give a fresh start to. Maybe that's what it boils down to. That would drive up the price. So if you were to ask me, do I think Tevin Jenkins Jenkins is on the roster week one? If unless, I mean, they don't want to cut him because that is a terrible look to have to like part ways. I mean, that would truly be like an egregious thing and just pointing to like all these things that were not true that people have been saying all along inside the team. I, I, I don't think he'll be on the roster week one because I think he'll get traded before then. There's too many preseason games. There's going to be enough tape out there on him that I think someone will be willing to take a flyer for a late fifth round, sixth round pick uh, in exchange for Jenkins. And I don't think the Bears would be too sad to part with him at that at that time. Beginning of a long day for Miss Courtney Cronin because she'll be on first take starting at 10 o'clock Eastern time and then four hours of radio after that part of Canty and Carlin ESPN radio from three to seven. So this is the beginning of a long but productive day for Courtney Cronin, ESPN radio host and Bears reporter here on Twitter at Courtney R. Cronin joining us here as part of a long day on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. I always appreciate you, my friend Courtney. Keep up the great work, my friend. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Outstanding stuff by Courtney Cronin joining us at Keyshawn J. Will and Max with Freddie Coleman and Keyshawn Johnson. Hit us up Almost anytime you want. You got your name, huh? Oh, come on now. Why, why would I forget my name? Your friend. Why, you stumbled. I saw you. Really? That's what we're doing yeah. at 645 Eastern, 345 on the West Coast? That's what we're doing? I'm just saying. What do you got my flaws <laughs> this early in the morning? That's what we're doing? 
Well, I mean, if you forget your name, I mean, come on now. It's didn't okay. didn't forget my name. I, I would not forget my name. It's my government name. Why would I forget my name for? Well, that's probably not your government name, but <laughs> oh, well, you're not going to have uh, people digging in your trash can. So instead of Freddie coming, my name's Mustafa. That's what you're telling everybody. Right. Right. You're my friend, Freddie. Keep the great work, my friend. <laughs> Good Lord. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Matt's coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Brought to you by Chase. Let's head back to Cleveland. Kareem Hunt wants a new contract. He's going into last year of his deal. He wants a new deal or he wants to be traded. I don't know how much of a better situation he could put himself in than, than being there in Cleveland. The buzzword has been that if you want a new contract but you don't want to be away from your team, they call it a hold-in means you're not practicing, you're not showing up, but you are showing up for mandatory activities, but you're not participating. DK Metcalf did this, for example, Key, with the Seattle Seahawks before getting his contract. Kareem Hunt's doing the same thing to Cleveland Browns. He wants a new contract in the finding of a two-year, $12 million deal, but the team is not going to exercise the option for him. So this holding, we don't know how long it's going to continue. If you're Kareem Hunt and wanting a new deal, the running back position, I don't think this is the best way to go about that if you're Kareem Hunt and the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I mean, I don't know the conversation that Kareem Hunt has had with Andrew Barry and, and the Cleveland Browns organization about an extension. Um, you would think that all of that would have been taking place this offseason before the draft, during the draft, after the draft, mini camps, OTAs, not doing training camp. And I understand you never want to lose money as a player, mm-hmm. and because of certain rules that are in the uh, the the, the uh, collective bargaining agreement, you have to show up uh, so that you don't lose money. I don't know, like if I'm Kareem Hunt, I get it. You don't want to take a chance at this position of playing and getting hurt. You want to get your money, and he should get his money, no question about it. I just don't know if the Cleveland Browns are going to be willing to pay him right. right now what he's worth or what he could potentially be worth opposed to playing it out and seeing where it's at. In free agent market, running backs are just not – I mean, I get it. You know, you, you ball out. Even if he rushed for 1,800 yards this season. Let's say mm-hmm. let's say he went ham and he rushed for 1,900 yards and mm-hmm. 17 touchdowns, right? Yeah. And he hits the free agent market. They're not going to pay him for that. They're not paying him for Cleveland's production. They're going to pay, pay him for what they think he potentially could give them, which means that they're going to look at all the other running backs that have hit the free agent market in the past and base his contract on theirs. Mm-hmm. He's not going to all of a sudden get a wild deal. Running backs tend to get their money from the teams that they're with, not in free agency. And when you base it on contracts that have happened before, because I'm sure a lot of teams – Look at the contract the Cowboys gave Ezekiel Elliott and said, we're not going well, to you do can, that. Look, Freddie, you can go Zeke. You can go Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. You can go uh, 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 I think Todd Gurley. All oh, of those yeah. players are with their same teams. Kristen McCaffrey's with the Carolina Panthers. He's not with another team. In free agency, they're not going to value – I don't know why they do it this way. I have no idea. Uh-huh. But they don't value the running back in free agency the same way that they may a wide receiver or a quarterback or a defensive back or somebody in another position. They tried to do the wide receivers for a little bit until the last couple of years because anytime wide receiver hit the free agent market, a lot of times they would try to dumb that down to make sure 
he didn't get his money or get the kind of contract he oh, was looking no, for. Oh, no, no, they, no. They not, haven't done that the last couple of years to wide receiver no, position. No, not in our position, man. Right, not uh, anymore. They always yeah. pay. They got to pay us, Yeah, man. but they, they, they were trying not to for the longest time. They, they tried <laughs> we, to do the same we, thing hey, to wide receivers we, that they're doing to running backs, and it didn't work. We make hey, Freddie. <laughs> no, we make I, the room I, go I, round, I, baby. I, I get you it. You can't live it. without the WRs. I, I get about the WRs and the SCs and the FLs. I get it. I understand that. But they tried to do that, and they said, wait a minute, in modern football, you're saying you don't need us? Good luck with that. And that went out the window for a couple of years. That running back position has never been able to get to back to that value that we used to see in the well, 90s, early 2000s. most running backs, I don't, you know, when you're really good at the running back spot, you really, when, they, when your team values you, you never really hit the free, free agent market. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't, it's not something that, if you go and you think about the history of the running back position, that in, in, in the last 20 years that I could think of, they're either traded to the new team and get their deal or they're re-signed with the new team, I mean with the same team and get their deal. They're never allowed to walk out in free agency and mm-hmm. get big money. It right. just doesn't – I mean, Le'Veon Bell did it, but the Jets did that, and that was a disservice to both the Jets and Le'Veon Bell. But for the most part, guys don't – it just doesn't happen like that. Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Cohen, Keyshawn, Jalen Max, and ESPN Radio. And by the way, if you're the Cleveland Browns, this is the last thing you need. As if you have not had enough distractions so far in this offseason with the whole Baker Mayfield thing. I wonder, I wonder if Watson. it's just about money, though. With Kareem, I, or, well, I'm glad you brought that up because two years, $12 million. And I know you want more money. I'm not against anybody, Key, getting more money. I don't know the whole behind the scenes or what's going through the mind of Kareem Hunt. But you brought this up before we got started that it can't just be about a money thing in a final year of a contract where you know if you go out there, if you get 1,300 yards like he's done already once before in 2017, the Browns are going to give you that kind of money that you may not think you're getting, but at least you're looking for somewhere in the neighborhood. So I wonder exactly why now when it comes to timing and Kareem Hunt making this kind of yeah, sense. While I say I wonder if it's something different, I mean, does he – Mind sharing the load. Does he want to be the feature back along with getting his money? Because, again, you're going to get paid by the Browns if you do what you're supposed to. Out in the free agent market for a running back, it's just money just isn't – they for whatever reason, people don't value it. They'll draft you. You ball out. They'll pay you with the team that you're with. That's just how it is. Even though he was drafted by Kansas City and then eventually released from Kansas City and picked up by John Dorsey when when he was there – in Cleveland with them running the show, now you have an opportunity to ball out and get your money with Cleveland again unless he feels that they're going to move in another direction after this season. So he wants to try to put him in a pickle and put him in a bind and say, pay me my money now and I'm not going to play y'all games to the end of the year. Whatever the earth is underneath the feet of Kareem Hunt, and I'm going to trampoline off what you just said, whatever that is, He's going to make sure that he gets the Browns before the Browns get him. Maybe that's the deal saying, hey, if you're not going to give me what I'm worth, what my value is to this football team, even as a platoon running back, but a really good platoon running back system, when you got him and Nick Chubb, I'm going to get you before you get me. And if you're the Cleveland Browns, as many distractions you had to deal with so far in this offseason, adding another one on top of this, when you got a very talented roster with the Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski must be looking around thinking, at a certain point, guys, let's just play ball. Let's just go out there and play ball and not have anything else. But that has not been the DNA for the Cleveland Browns in 2022. Yeah, coaches always just want to play ball. They don't, know, they don't really understand because they're not the ones playing. 
players want to get their money. And if you feel that you're underpaid and you're contributing at a high level and you're taking a look around the league or even on your own team and you're making less money than you feel you should mm-hmm. be making, mm-hmm. you certainly have a gripe and you should express that with the, with the organization and whether or not the organization is willing to take care of you and do the right thing, that's a different story. Well, the organization has told them, we're not doing that this year. So what is Kareem Hunt's psyche and mindset going to be? Well, no, if, they told him they're not going to trade him. Right, they're not going to trade, but they may not even take care of the contract. I mean, it may be a little late to do that in terms of giving him a contract extension now. No, it ain't too late because if you want me, you could do it. It ain't too late at all, Freddie. It seems to me the Browns if don't want to do it right now. If you now. want me, you can do it for sure, 100%. Sure, but it seems to me the Browns told them we're not trading you, but that does, they haven't said anything about making any kind of move in a contract extension either. It seems like they've made that stance as far as they're concerned. Say so you're going to play under the contract this year, and that's going to be that. We'll see how Kareem Hunt reacts to that in this season. Keyshawn Johnson's hot on Bills quarterback Josh Allen when it comes to blank. We'll fill in that blank next on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.